So, Father, would you prepare us for this season that is far beyond where we've been, but it's just the beginning of where Jesus has brought us and will bring us. We want to flow with you and go with you. We don't want to be kept back by any means. So we ask for new thoughts that we haven't thought before and old thoughts we forgot that are good thoughts to be returned to us. We desire to come back into a fresh faith, a brand new faith. And we don't want to be held back in unbelief and intelligent thoughts that are stupid. We want a fresh move of your spirit. We want your word to come back alive. We just, we thank you that everything is provided for us in the Son. And through his resurrection, life has been given. That we have been made alive together, raised together, and now seated together with Christ in heavenly places. And we long to come into agreement, to receive, to walk with you in this oneness that we've been given. So we, we ask for help. Holy Spirit, please come. Don't just anoint me. Anoint every hearer. Anoint every heart, every ear, every eye, so that all of a sudden you're moving in the midst of us, causing us to remember what Jesus said, guiding us into the truth of what, who Jesus Christ is, showing us things that are yet to come and are coming, and announcing to us everything that the Father has that is Jesus, that everything that Jesus has is ours, and all of a sudden we're electric, alive, in visions and dreams and tongues and prophecy. It's just coming forth alive within. We don't need a show. We don't need to promote ourselves or make others think we got something. We just want what you've got. And all of us partakers of it today, together, at this moment, in Jesus' name, glorious King. Amen. Amen. Matthew 11, chapter, uh, chapter 11, verse 25. I love these words of Jesus. Uh, he begins with a prayer, and his life was a life of prayer. He said, at that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, the Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to babes. <laughs> no, don't ever think you're smart because you don't get it. <laughs> That's usually a sign that maybe you are too smart. But he said, no, 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 you just... You've revealed it. Everything has to be given as a revelation, and it's to childlike faith. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father. Nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. That's our prayer today, right? Read Jesus, reveal the Father. Be the express image that you are to me. To, I can behold the Father in you. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. In this calling on the earth, Jesus was calling us to start following him and walking with him. And he said, you know, come to me. If you're laboring, if you're, if you're, if you're worn out, and if you've got more to do than you know how to get done, I'll give you rest. I'll give you a place of peace, of, of reprieve. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. A yoke has the idea of the being joined to walk with him as he walked 
As he walked with the Father, we're learning to walk with him. And, and therefore, we take his yoke to follow him, to learn from him. And he's gentle, humble, lowly, would almost have the imagery of depressed. He's non, would never make a loud noise. He wouldn't even raise his voice in the street. He walked in the humility that God asked of him as he accepted and humbled himself because he had come to overthrow pride. And humility is how he, we all overthrow pride. So that's why the call always to believer is humble yourself. Every day, every way, any way you can. Then he says, you'll find rest for your souls. Rest. It's so funny that a, a lowly, gentle heart could bring an agitated, frightened soul into rest. That it, the calming effect that he could bring, and he would bring, if I yoked myself to learn of him, to discover who he is. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus' yoke is easy. It's reasonable. It's not, it's not beyond our ability. And his yoke, his burden is light. He's not demand, demanding much, just that we would come to him. So I love the fact that in some cases, and probably for all of us, the yoke is a cross. That's what he carried. That means it's a place of knowing God in a situation that we're not wanting to be in, but by knowing him there, we begin to be an overcomer, and we begin to be matured in hearing his voice. And so Hebrews chapter 4, if I had the time, I'd do all, cha all chapter 3. 3 and 4 are two they're like they're cousins. They're like they're, they focus on one thought over and over again. Today, if you'll hear his voice, don't harden your heart, as in a day of rebellion. A heart needs to have a deal. Well, we'll get to that. Let's just go to Hebrews 4, chapter, chapter 4, verse 1. Mm. The union that we've been given in Christ is real even if we don't experience it, believe it, or receive it. It is still one union to in Christ for all men. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one body, one spirit, one hope of our calling. We do not, we are being called into one. And the oneness is Christ. And God the Father's relationship with the Son, we are in the Son, have relationship with the Father, identical to the Son's relationship with the Father. That can be a stretch, and it can also be sometimes our soul's not really willing to be summed up inside of Christ. We'd kind of like to keep our own identity. And so we think that God should meet special requirements of ours. God is very gracious, very big, and he understands everything about us. It's not a question of I have to uh, come to some level for him. I just have to go humble and receive him and let him be all-sufficient. So in Hebrews chapter uh, 3, let me find it so I can always glance back to, if I want to jump around. The Lord, the, we're, we're, now think about this in the resurrection. Jesus walking the earth is a picture of how we are going to walk in the earth. But now we're, we're, we're viewing Jesus, our relationship with Jesus as the high priest and the capacity he carries. 
to bring resolution, to bring us into oneness, to get us out of struggle, striving. So he says, uh, chapter 4, verse 4-1, Therefore, uh, since a promise, 4-1, Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. Every day I start again in Christ and fully receive everything God has accomplished in Christ. I don't take it for granted. I appropriate it. I thank God for him. I fellowship with him because I found that this great salvation you can slip from. You can begin to not notice that the current of life is drifting you from the one place of focus. So it's there's opportunity for us to come short of the rest that's provided for us. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, nor not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So I know that I have to mix faith every time I hear God's word. So I'm not a passive listener, and I'm not a critical listener. I'm a childlike listener. I'm looking for what God's saying, and I'm receiving it as he's saying it. To receive a revealed truth is faith. To accept what God is saying is faith. It's, sometimes we think, well, I can't, I can't believe for the miracle, so I can't receive the miracle. No, I can receive the ability of God to bring a miracle to me in Christ, through Christ, so I can accept what he can do. I don't have to produce him or get him to do it. But by receiving it, it's just this, it's the posture. Labano means to take it, eagerly, grab it in the Greek. So it wasn't helpful. It didn't profit because it wasn't mixed with faith. So the faith is, I received that. And I'm receiving, today God wants to bring rest to every living member in the body of Jesus Christ. And today he would like to bring us into a time of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. Now, I, Either you've been disappointed most of your life or you don't believe me because there's, there's, this is the day. You say, well, how do you know this is the day? Because today is the day of salvation. It's not off to the future. It's today. Everything that's in the Bible is today. And, and if we, but then we can have it. So we have to be anticipators and to expectant mixed with faith. For we have, who have believed do enter that rest, as he said. For we who have believed do enter that rest. For we who have believed do enter that rest. So how many believe the Lord Jesus, our Savior, our Messiah, our Anointed One, our High Priest? How many believe that God provided for us salvation in the Son, healing in the Son, deliverance in the Son? Okay, then we have entered that rest. So why don't we just together, we, it's not, it's not going to happen unless you grab it. Lord, I receive that rest. I receive that rest that you have spoken of and given to us because we believe. We believe. We believe. See, every day we, we walk by faith. We, we have a race called the race of faith. We fight the good fight of faith. Because faith in what God is saying, accepting, receiving, is, is 
is, is a, it, it requires effort, not effort of us making the belief in us, but accepting the words that are being spoken to us, especially if your hope has been deferred and your heart, your hope is, your hope has been drawn out and your heart's worn out. It's hard to get it up and again and believing, but it's not if you get inside the glorious word. Then they, so he said, I swore in my wrath that they will not enter my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. So all of God's journey in the earth with every believer is to enter into the rest of God, and he is training us through the conflicts with the word of God being the truth and the conflicts being the lie to questioning us whether he is indeed and what he should what I should believe and agree with and I keep returning back I agree with God I agree with his word I believe what you're saying I rejoice with who you are I actively engage in praise and that's the training for reigning that's the entering in the rest for if he has spoken a certain place on the seventh day in this way that God rested on the seventh day from all his works on the seventh day when God rested all things had been accomplished, even our salvation in Christ, even his foreknowledge of us accepting Christ. All of this was complete in the Father. And he knew it, his, he, God the Son would become the Son of Man. He would have to die. He knew Adam was going to blow it and com commit high treason and rebellion. He knew all the circumstances, all the issues, but yet he came in completeness and said, it's done. I have finished, and now it'll walk, work its way out, and I will watch what I have accomplished, what I spoke, what I declared. And that's why the Word holds everything together. It, it, and once we return to the Word, you, you, any circumstance that I'm living through that is not of God's will, if I start living in God's Word, it will yield. It has no choice. Now, if it isn't yielding, then I will overcome in the midst of it because I will become full of joy, full of faith, full of hope, anticipating good, and begin to watch miracles because God's Word was released then, and it is fulfilled, and rest is God's position. Our God is resting. And to make a proof of that, the first thing He says to His Son upon His coronation is, Son, sit down. While I make your enemies your footstool. So Jesus is in perfect rest. Not anxious, not worried. He is in perfect rest, in agreement with the Father, anticipating the Father's completion. So, and again he said in this place, they shall not enter my rest. So there's this place of God, Papa God, in Hebrews 3 gives you a more insightful quote of Psalm 95. As soon as they were about to enter in the promised land, they began to see the giants. Oh, no, it's too long. And we've been at, and they, he got to a point and said, nobody's ever known me. They don't know my ways. Their hearts are just hard. So the admonition is when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Three times in chapter 3 and 4. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it, and those who whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Faith and obedience are synonyms, as unbelief and disobedience are synonyms. They will, you will inter, inter, disperse them through chapter 3 and 4. So it was, it was meant, but no, I'm not going in. I'm not going to, and so they, he made a decision, and he swore. When, he, when God swears, it's not cursing. 
It's an oath. And when he makes an oath, there's no altering it. And he said, you're not coming in. I'll let this generation die out. You're going to just walk it out because you're not. I will let your kids learn as they observe you dying and learn my voice and learn my spirit and learn my ways. And that's what was happening. Again, he designates a certain day saying in David, today, after such a long time as it has been said, today, if you'll hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Listen, beloved, don't sit there jaded and thinking, well, I wonder if this means anything for me. I don't even get what he's talking about. Soften your heart. That's what I'm talking about. Soften. 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 Like D. Oh, I don't have what I need, but I want to be a part of receiving what you're doing. And I accept words that I can't produce. And I accept truths that I don't even understand yet. But I have a stirring, and this is the voice of God. The voice of God is over the word, so I receive the word. Our journey is to accept Jesus Christ in his resurrection, in his fullness, in his glorification as our high priest, in all his ability to perform all that God has spoken. He has completed. Every promise was fulfilled in Jesus Christ. So ours is a receiving. And that takes, I don't, for me, I practice this every single day. And then I'm contest, contended against it in different ways throughout the day. And I learn to continue to return. No, I, I want to... I want, I want I want to hear the voice of God, so I'm just accepting what I'm hearing as God speaking. For if Joshua had given them rest, he would not afterward have spoken of another day. So it's not the physical rest that we're expecting. It's the, it's the inheritance rest in Christ that we're coming to. There remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. So I'm expectant. Jesus is so leading his church through the Holy Spirit to bring about what he wants to accomplish in the earth today. And he's so going to be revealed in the church. He's so going to be seen in the midst of his body. He's so going to begin to become a, a, a body that looks like Jesus because we've been with Jesus and we're going to become uh, more and more just anticipating. The wells that I spoke of last week, ready to break open. I, I, there are in this room and online, there are deep wells that have been stopped up by the Philistines. Discouragement, dirt thrown into your life, life happening, and the wells are un, they're plugged up. But they are wells with water underneath. They just need to be broken open. And that's what God did in the flood. He first broke open the deep wells. Then the windows happened. And I see in you and in me, in us, all of us, that God has would say, listen to your spirit, agree again with my word, and prophesy over the things I can do and will do in the earth today. Let my word prevail. Let my spirit break forth. Let my river come forth. Let the waters of the well of salvation come forth with joy. And there's no one. In fact, the older you are, the more power you have in the kingdom. God, Jesus is waiting to save the good wine for the end. And the good wine is corked up sometimes 50, 60 years just so it ferments and really settles 
and really becomes something of an internal union. See, first victory is I have a good day. I live in peace. I experience joy when I'm not happy. I find rest when I'm in chaos. I agree that what God accomplished in Jesus is in me. I acknowledge Christ is in me, and he's my hope of glory. It begins here. If it isn't here, I can't get it out there. It has to be in here. That's why it's so cool to be a believer, because we get to go into this continual feast. The possibilities are unlimited. I'm saying there's somebody in this room could touch God and agree with his word and allow his spirit to come alive and begin to let the vision of God break into their being that they could begin to shift America and not have to tell anybody to do something. Just one person begins to say, God, you know, according to your word, this is what I understand, what you're doing in the midst of my life. And my life is one that I want to take possession of and bring to you. I thank you that I'm fully saved because of Jesus Christ, but I identify with my nation and our rebellion. I identify with the laziness of our people. I identify it's me. It's me. I'm the one. And I'd like to ask you to begin to unlock the potential of salvation that Christ gave us for us. Hunger. I want to be more hungry. I want to read your Bible with more expectancy. I want to be alive. Make me begin to be the revival. I want a time of refreshing. One of us asking God to do it for us, accepting responsibility for the rest of us, is the means to which God can often just say, oh, that's all I needed was one man. I was just looking for one man. One man who will make up the gate. He'll step in. Don't point out the finger. Won't tell other people what to do. We'll just come and begin to agree and begin to listen and do a Daniel prayer that says, you know, I know the prophecies are this and I know these are that and I know we've been here, but, but because of your great name, would you do a great work? Now, it, yeah, we have to go past what we see. You've got to go past where you're at. Today's reading in, John, in Matthew 11, it starts off, by saying, after Jesus sent out his disciples, he, he then began to go to the cities in Galilee. And then John's disciples, it says John was in, shut up in prison. And he sent his disciples after he heard of the miracles of Jesus and said, are you the one we're looking for? Or do we wait for another? And you have to know this thing. Your prophecy looks different when you're in prison. It's one thing to see the son of the lamb strolling down to your, your, your affluent ministry of baptisms and be able to go, I see, oh boy, whoa, there is the lamb of God. But when you're stuck in a prison, when you're shut down, when you're beginning to question, you see, you start to, we, we prophesy in the light and then we doubt in the darkness. And the, tr the training for reigning is to never doubt what you heard in the light when you're in the darkness. Never try to force it, but celebrate it. Celebrate it. That's what I just said. I, I, so what did Jesus have to do? He had to say, guys, listen. Tell John what you see and what you hear. And tell him he'll be blessed if he's not offended because of me. Because 
there is this, this learning to live from in agreement with the truth as stated in the Scripture, demonstrated in the resurrection by the power of the Holy Spirit, agreeing with God, accumulating, I, uh, I, I believe for that. I'm believing for this. I'm believing for that. Show me how to pray that will make you happy. I want to have your attention in this matter. Show me what I should say. How do I agree? How do I identify? How do I come up alongside the transgressor? Just the possibility. You start carrying it. And I'm, I'm saying all of your suffering was to prepare you to have obedience, to hear under the voice of God. That was why Jesus went through everything, was so he could learn to hear the voice of God above him in everything he was going through. And that's the same thing happening to us. And now that he's perfected, he's the, he's the cause of eternal salvation to all who obey him. So although he has brought eternal salvation, we have to obey him. If we say, no, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I, I just don't think I can go there. He didn't. Then he said, well, I am already here. I'm just trying to get you to be where I am. Accept what I said. And that's why praise is so powerful. That's why prayer is so powerful. That is why confession of the word back to him as thanksgiving is so powerful. That's why saying his name is so powerful. Trust me, if you were in deep depression, you don't even want to say the name of Jesus because it's demonic, suffering, pressing. And, and every devil, every demon knows the name of Jesus stops them from operating. When spoken. Every sickness knows it has no authority against the name of Jesus. Every sickness, every situation. Now, I'm not talking about being big and brash and big out there and making every, a show of it. There's no need for a show right now. We've been showing off long too much. What we need is just one of those. I mean, I'm talking about, they're, they're the, why did the church focus on the widows who would give themselves to fasting and prayer because that was the highest goal of life, that you would live long enough to devote yourself to fasting and prayer because you'd learn enough of who this God is that you could begin to administrate for God in situations that are beyond your physical ability to touch. You start legislating. You start speaking over life, calling things to be. And... That's our, our honor. And if you're young and you're just learning the ways of God, then you just stay in agreement with who Jesus is for you and over you and over your family and over your children. And you'll, you'll allow God to be the greater one beyond the circumstances. And you'll don't let your limitations stop you from worshiping, but neither do you try to get out of them. You just stay in them and you praise God for them and you thank God for them and you're growing up. And then some of us who've got 50 years on under our belt with Jesus, we start saying, you know what, Daddy, break free all who are oppressed and all who are discouraged and all who are distracted and all who are losing their sight and give them a great boost of, of faith and joy and victory. And we begin to become those gushers of life. See, what he's saying. There remains, therefore, a rest. For he who has entered his rest has also ceased or rested from his own works as God did from his. Now this, when I was young, I could practice being a Christian. 
I could see what the Bible said, and I could practice doing it, and I had a pretty strong will, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty stubborn in my ways, that I could pretty well act it out for a pretty long time. But it's hypocrisy at the best. Just lies. Just fear of God. I don't think, I mean, fear that I'm not accepted, so I've got to do what I've been told so that he will accept me, versus I've been accepted, made alive. I'm full of love. God is my center, so let God live through me. But now that I'm not young anymore, I can see the, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm not helping you. I'm actually your hindrance. But you love hindrances to release something wonderful. I'm, this, I'm the grain of sand that made a costly pearl. I love you. Bless you. Go ahead. I need you. And it just, it, you, we stop. You don't think, oh, if I'd only done this, if only I'd done that. You don't. Did you know, and, I, and this is going to be, but this is going to help somebody. In Philippians chapter 3, Paul says, but what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss through Jesus Christ. Yet I count all things loss through the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, through whom I've suffered all things and count them as rubbish. Now the uh, there's four is through, okay? So when I say for whom, it's not through him. You need Jesus, you're going to be reduced to nothing so that he can become everything. He has no desire to share the throne. But he will include you on his throne as you overcome through the cross. There's no other path to that kind of overcoming victory. And once that starts happening, you're going, well, these are all good things that are happening. I, I, well, why, why, why are all these good things not working? I, I was always so influential. I always had so much charisma. I always could make things happen. How come nothing's happening? Why, what's happening? Well, you're meeting Jesus. And the Dagons are falling down. The idols in my heart are being toppled. And I don't know that they're idols. They were served me well. But God is taking over. And so I have to then get to a place, and it's, not, it's just not easy. But if you are here, you say, that loss was so through, through knowing Jesus Christ, and so that I do not live in the regret of that loss, I choose that it is rubbish in comparison to knowing Jesus Christ. And the Bible, Jesus' words, I mean, reading, we're in the third time through the New Testament. Jesus makes it very clear. If you love your wife more than you love me, you're not worthy of me. If you love your children more than me, you're not worthy of me. I did not come to bring a peace. I brought a sword, and it will be a division between father and children. And everything is states into this fact that, you know what? There is going to be a lot of stuff outside it doesn't work as it should work, and we have to keep choosing him inside and keep going, I want to know you. I want to know you. Because he says, the goal of this, the goal of this, that I might be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law. Literally, I don't have anything in my life that I stand before God and point to that, to require, that allows me to have confidence that I am righteous. Not a thing. I've had enough years to have not a thing. And that through, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. So the beautiful thing 
And we're kind of getting to this point where we can do this. If knowing Jesus brings loss in circumstances that were gained to me, and then if I can release that and gain Christ and be found in him not having my own righteousness, then I need to practice what Paul said. It says, I, one thing I do is I'm just reaching toward the thing God called me for. And I forget everything behind me. And I'm just going to reach toward the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And I think there's something more wonderful in life in Christ than what I've lost in life through Christ. So I'm just going to rejoice in the, the, in the gain. And I'm not going to live in regret. I'm not going to live in the re- response of how did this happen? Why did that happen? I can't believe these people did that to me. After all these things, I don't know how come I was. Because that's how, that's how it works. But it's the soul that's being set free. It's the soul of man that's trying to demand God to serve him. When the soul of man has to deny itself, pick up the cross and say, you know what, we don't get, we don't get this, but we're going forward. I'm on the way. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm going to follow you all the way. Even though it's, and that's where the, the learning to not be frightened by what you see isn't because all of a sudden you just know I can take care of it. You just start to have we, I have a place to go. And Lord, I have no other place to go but you. You are the one that did this. So he says in a very quick way, and we'll, the word of God, it says, let us therefore be diligent, chapter 4, verse 14, to enter that rest, lest somehow we come under the same example of disobedience. Diligent, speedy, quickly. I think the biggest thing I do every day is soften my heart and hear his voice. Soften my heart, hear his voice. Believe his word. Accept his word as true. Return to his word and say it is true. Re- ex- receive his word in the midst of the re-upheaval of circumstances. It's true. It's true. And then you can fellowship with God over multiple things because God's prophecies are always multi-layered. He starts talking about this is going to be and destroyed. Then he starts talking about this is what I'm going to do to restore. And then he talks about this is what I might do if I, if I see the heart that changes. And this is what I'm going to do after all that. And you have to, it's like you learn to go, wow, you're really active. You're alive. So he says, we, um, verse 12, for the word of God is living and powerful. The Word of God is living and powerful. This is Hebrews 4, 12. For the Word of God is living and powerful. The Word of God is living and powerful. I don't know why. When, the Word of God is living and powerful. It's alive. And it's sharper than a two-edged sword. And it's dividing. It's separating. It's piercing. And it will operate. There's your soul. There's your spirit, Steve. Now, here's your choice. Know me in the spirit. Because if you let your soul be set on the flesh, we're an enemy. And I can't help you in this moment because we're, we're at odds. You're not in maturing journey. You're in a childish, carnal, fleshly thinking, natural-minded person. And I won't undo you from doing that, but I'm advising you by my spirit and my word. That's not where you want to be. Get out of the flesh. Get out of the soul. Get in the spirit and get your heart believing. And then you go, oh, and, and it, it separates the joints and the marrow, the inner man, the outer man. The functional outward workings and then where life is generated from within the marrow, the blood. And discerns the thoughts and intentions of my heart. (laughs) 
what I'm what is happening to the living body of Jesus is there's a there's a there, he is coming with his spirit and his truth to to return us in acceptance of his son's victory and complete agreement with him and no other agreement with anyone else and this is a is difficult because you're going Hey, uh, this is this is demanding. This is de- you 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 you're just you, I'm I'm your words doing stuff to me. We read the Bible. That's why we're reading the Bible. We're not reading the Bible to be affirmed. We're reading the Bible to be convicted and be given faith. We're reading the Bible to get be brought way down low so he can be way up high. We listen to uh, Proverbs 16 on the way to church, and can we we finish it? And we go, whoa! Did that bring me down? Not down like. I'm depressed. Cut me down to size. All that ways of man is, you know, everything, everything in the man is, in his own mind is right. But God judges the heart. Oh, thanks a lot. But that's sobriety. That's, sobriety. that's the fear of God. God does not operate outside of the Bible. And the whole Bible is still applicable, except it all is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. So, therefore, Jesus Christ is the summation of all the Scripture. And whenever I read the Scripture, it takes me back to Jesus. So there's no creature hidden from his sight. There's not, no hidden, none, none of us. We don't go off and do anything that God didn't see us do. We don't think a thought that God didn't hear us think. We don't make plans that God didn't already recognize what the plan meant. And we, he's just there. It's, we, we have to give him account. We're going to have to tell him, here's how I am, where I am, and how I got here. Because that's the, the requirement of a believer at the la- latter end of this, when we stand before the judgment seat of Jesus. We have to give an account. Now, the good news is everything I've asked forgiveness for, I don't have to account for. Every time I've recognized that that was, a, that was like total unbelief, living out in the form of religion, declaring that I had righteous cause when really it was control, and all it was was my unwillingness to submit to the fact that I needed to accept Jesus in that place as Lord. Now, those are complicated thoughts, but the Bible will help you. And help me. And when I get that, then I start going, whoa, whoa, whoa. He says, seeing then we have a great high priest who's passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God. Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. Our confession is what God has revealed to us of his Son. The, the testimony God has given of his Son. The truths that we've received in the Word of God. And for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. The beautiful thing about Papa and the beautiful thing about my Lord is that they will listen to me in my true heart condition, and yet that does not annul my believing in what they said. I can believe what has been said, and I can be honest about how I feel. I can tell I'm feeling these feelings. I'm afraid over here. But I know the truth is that you are victorious and triumphant, so I should not be afraid, but I am afraid. But I will not submit to my fear as much as I want to submit to the truth. So I'm going to turn and use all the means that I know how to. I'm going to thank you. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to engage my faith. And that's maturing. That's rapid maturity. It's, and it's it's upon us. It's a door open for us. We can, it takes time. It takes individual de- devotion. You, you're going to have to give yourself to say, you know, I'm not where God wants me to be, but God has made me to be where he wants me to be. 
And right now, where I am, I'm supposed to find him. And once I find him, then all that matters will be will, will matter. And they just you start seeking him, seeking you. So let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain grace, grace, mercy, and find grace to help in time of need. Would you stand with me, please? I trust the Lord Jesus right now to confirm his word with his signs and following. I trust our Lord Jesus to take and activate the living body, members of the body of Christ here in this room and online. I trust the Holy Spirit whom he sent to activate and to bring times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. I trust him right now to come deep into the core of our being where we are struggling, troubled, and agitated, and angry, frustrated, fearful, and begin to say, peace, be quiet, be still. I trust him to smile and sing, sing over us with love, quiet us inside of love. I trust him to welcome every little smallest movement toward him as he rushes toward us with, here I am. everything we need right now forever for eternity all is in Christ all that God did in the Son is now mine everything that Jesus has is mine health his wealth his blessing, his courage, his overcoming faith. And I receive. If you believe, just say, I receive. I receive. I receive. See, we're not going to accomplish anything. We're just going to receive the Lord, sovereign king, deliverer, redeemer, the one who moves in mighty streams of revival, awakener. Refreshing, refreshing. How many want to be refreshed? That's a new breath. It literally means a new breath, like revival breath. So let's raise our hands. Lord, refresh me. Refresh me. I repent. I turn back to thoughts of the Bible as truth. I return to you in that place. And I am remitted of any sin of my unbelief. And now refresh me from your presence. Oh, oh, come on, he's coming in. Open the door. He's blowing in. He's coming in. He wants to take possession. There's nothing to worry about. Well, hand it over. All cares go to Christ. Oh, Shabbabababa. He is here. He's here. Refreshing, refreshing. Oh, yes, Lord. 
so close. We're so close. There's so many that you're just so close to a breakthrough that will, that will literally open like a whole new place of discovery, of delight, of joy, of victory, of triumph. Let's just make a simple prayer and we'll close with worship. Put your hands on your eyes if you don't mind. And now pray this prayer with me. Father, Jesus, I ask you, for I slab to be able to see. I want to see your glory in Jesus Christ. I want to see. Now touch your ears. Say, Father, Jesus, open my ears to hear. Now our hearts. Open my heart to understand. Give me a spirit of wisdom, revelation in the knowledge of you, the eyes of my understanding. Be enlightened, the eyes of my heart. Be enlightened to know your hope of your calling, of your riches, of your glory, of your inheritance, of your power that you raised Christ with. Now, in me, for me, for you. Oh, go ahead, grab it. There you did, it opened up. You like you took the package, the wrapping off. It's yours, it's ours, it's ours. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Now, healing is available because Christ is here. Healing is available. Receive your healing. Speak, you know, you know what it is that's bothering you. Say to it, in the name of Jesus, leave me, let go of me, and healing come to me. The Christ healing, my healing, come to me. Headaches, mental torment, emotional despair, disqualification. Just say, I receive my healing in Jesus Christ. I receive my healing. I am healed in Jesus Christ. I receive, I receive, I receive. Give me eyes to see you. Give me ears to hear you. 
How far do you want to go? How much of God do you want to see? Give me eyes to see you. How much of salvation should we taste? So much to see Jesus. I have great expectations. Come on. Give me eyes to see you. Yes, Lord. Give me ears to hear you. Yes, Lord. Open my heart, Lord. I want to see Jesus. This is our song. Give me eyes to see this you. This is our prayer. Give me a heart to know you. Yes, God. I want to see Jesus. I have great expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Give me eyes to see you. Give me ears to hear you. See him now in your circumstances. Open my heart. See him now reigning in your heart. To see, Jesus. see him ruling over the affairs Give me of your eyes life. To see, you. see him Give me a dancing. Heart to know you. Singing. I want to see Jesus. See his joy and gladness coming to us. I see you. I see you. You're bigger than I can see. See you. Better than I can dream. I see you. It's great expectation. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. You're getting it. Bigger than I can see. Better than I can That's it. You're getting it. It's great expectation. hold of this. Great salvation. We're coming. We're coming in. This great expectation. Getting it. Lord would say that as my sons and daughters respond to my son and his call to the oneness that he has provided has been provided in him for all of the body as each one hears from their heart speaks with their mouth gives time to pursue and to come after to seek my face the glory my glory seen in my son will shine and I will behold you in my son and the oneness that I provided for you in my son will become oneness of peace, of rest of agreement and I will invade every area where the enemy came to ravage your life and I will be your resurrection out of death I will command resurrection out of death into life but now at this juncture we believe believe with me believe in my son's faith I am able to bring you from your death into the life of my son nothing can stop me no one can withhold me 
I am God. My son is the means for which I do all things. His victory is the one victory that all must submit to. His name is the name above every name that every knee will bow to. You will bow to. I will, I will bring wholeness. Receive what you cannot do for yourself. Now receive me doing it in the sun. I am your healer in the sun, deliverer. Your Father has provided all things in the sun. I receive. Just say with me, I receive. I receive. I receive the testimony. I receive the testimony God has of the Son. He who has the Son has life. Zoe, I receive. Whoa. Lord, I ask you to go with us inside of rest. We cease from our own strivings and enter into the rest that you provided. Let Labor Day be a day of rest and refreshing and awakening and quickening and renewal. Before you leave, just say, we worship, but just say, where would you like to be next week? Tell the Lord. I'd like to be in this encounter. I'd like to have this experience. I'd like these things to be resolved. I'd like you to step into my life. Wow, I receive. I receive. Father, you, okay, I'm going to pray and release you. I, I keep going, but I don't want to. Lord God, these are gracious, generous fountains of the deep that are here. And I'm asking you. As we go out, I bless everyone to have deep encounters with the living God and joy and, and refreshing and renewal and, and everything else that is possible in Christ. Explode our imagination, your ability to do beyond what we can ask or think. In Jesus' name, and rest for every weary soul and joy for every tired heart and fresh bread from heaven in every devotional this day and throughout this week in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Bless you guys. Thank you for letting me just preach for a moment.